Chapter 6 of Dot and Tot of Maryland. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Paul Adamson. Dot and Tot of Maryland by L. Frank Baum. Chapter 6 The First Valley. The rocky arch was not very thick, yet before Dot and Tot had floated to the other side of it, shouts of merry laughter and the chattering of many voices came to their ears. Some of the voices sounded loud and shrill, others low and deep, but all rang with a happy tone that aroused the children's interest at once and made them wonder what occasion could cause so much amusement. Then, so suddenly, that it quite startled the childish voyagers, the boat glided from the archway into the most beautiful country one could imagine. It was a valley, as the watchdog had said, but it was level and sunny and dotted with broad-leaved trees, while soft tender grasses mingled with brilliant flowers covered the ground in every direction. There seemed to be no houses at all, yet streets were laid out in regular order, having at their sides raised platforms in place of houses. Each of the platforms was four feet high and fifteen feet square at the top, and they were separated from one another by stretches of the flower-strewn lawn. The top and sides of every platform were padded like the mattresses of a bed, and were covered with silks and velvets of the most gorgeous patterns, no two being the same combination of colors. On many of these raised and padded platforms, Dot and Tot saw groups of funny-looking clowns, all dressed in wide, baggy trousers, puffy jackets, and soft-pointed caps, yet in their costumes was an endless variety of colorings and combination of colors making the groups look remarkably bright and pleasing. The faces of the clowns were painted in a fanciful way with rings of red and blue and yellow on their cheeks and spots and streaks of the same gorgeous colors over their eyes and around their chins. When the children first came into the Valley of the Clowns, they saw many of them leaping and tumbling and turning somersaults upon the platforms, while others were juggling with balls or balancing long feathers and sticks upon their noses and chins. These feats were greeted with shouts of laughter by other clowns who were resting and looking on, and these spectators also cried out their approval or poked fun at the performers when they failed to accomplish the acts they were attempting. While Dot and Tot sat in their boat looking with amazement at the strange sights all about them, one of the clowns chanced to look their way, and upon seeing the children, he set up a shout and rushed down to the shore, followed by more than a hundred of his fellows. As they ran, the clowns leaped over one another, turned somersaults into the air, and walked upon their hands nearly as fast they could upon their feet, and so swift were all their movements that in less time than one could think possible 
they were all crowded along the river bank and shouting loud greetings to the new arrivals dot had to put her fingers in her ears at first for the noise bewildered her and while she wondered what she would say to these lively creatures she noticed a richly dressed clown standing before the others and making low bows to her and to tot as his lips seemed to move she took away her fingers from her ears that she might hear what he was saying everyone was talking at the same time and at first dot could hear nothing plainly but the clown who was standing in front of his comrades clapped his hands loudly together three times at which the others instantly became silent and motionless then with another bow the leader addressed her speaking in a sweet and most pleasing tone of voice welcome o king and queen of children to the valley of clowns we live but for your amusement we love your happy and smiling faces more than anything else in the world and this day on which you have come to visit your slaves is the most joyful we have ever known here he made another bow and threw his pointed cap high into the air where it whirled over and over and finally fell upon his head again there was a shout of applause at this feat and tot laughed loudly and clapped his hands then the leader of the clowns again spoke if you will graciously consent to land in our country where everything we have is at your service we shall be delighted to amuse you to the best of our ability you are very kind answered dot and as we are tired by sitting in the boat so long we shall be glad to accept your invitation then she pushed the boat to the shore where a dozen clowns seized it and drew it up far on the grassy bank then dot and tot stepped out upon land and as they did so every clown present turned a backward somersault and shouted here we are again the one who had first spoken to them now came forward and shook hands with both dot and tot in a very polite manner my name is flippity-flop he said and i am the prince of clowns ruling here under the gracious favor of her majesty the queen of maryland i beg you will allow me to escort you to my dwelling but first i should like to know your names and how you came here i'm tot tumpum said the boy looking into the clown's painted face and here's dot feelin we've come in a boat long long ways off and we don't know how to get home again we are delighted to have you with us however you came here replied the clown and as for your getting home again why that is worry and no one ever worries in the valley of clowns you are welcome to remain our guests as long as you please and while you are with us you must consider us your slaves for clowns have always been the slaves of children then he turned to the others brothers he shouted allow me to introduce you to our friends dot and tot of the big round world we are all their slaves salute them instantly every clown stood upon his head and knocked his heels together in the air as they wore silver bells around their ankles this made a most delightful tinkling sound and the sight of so many topsy-turvy clowns 
was so pretty that Dot and Tot both laughed and clapped their hands. Then Flippity Flop caught the children in his arms and seated one of them upon each of his shoulders, after which he marched up the street, followed by the rest of the clowns, who sang and danced as they came. The prince carried them to one of the prettiest platforms and set them gently upon its cushioned top. Then he leaped into the air, whirled around like a windmill, and landed gracefully beside them. "'Welcome to my dwelling,' he said. "'But this isn't a dwelling,' exclaimed Dot. "'A dwelling is a house.' "'And this is a sofa,' declared Tot. "'Oh, no, it's a real house,' said Flippity-Flop. "'Although it may seem different from the dwellings you are accustomed to, let us enter.' He seized a silken strap and opened a trap door in the bottom of the platform. "'Come on!' he cried, and jumping down the hole disappeared from view." Dot crept into the trap door and looked down. Just beneath her was Flippity Flop holding out his arms. Come on, he said again, I'll catch you. Dot did not hesitate, but dropped through the opening, and the prince caught her safely in his arms. Tot followed a moment later, and then the children gazed about them curiously. End of chapter 6 Recording by Paul Adamson in the Wichita Mountains of Oklahoma.